0: That's promo code doyou O U one zero for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside.
1: This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like
0: fragrance gift sets they'll adore.
1: All day. all day, you
0: know what's up, welcome to Birdland, Birdland. when I lose, we bringing it to you always. always, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, orange or black, we rebuild the pack, no matter where we at, you know we coming back, section 336, we on this, so tune in, you know what's up, welcome to Birdland, yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland, you know what's up, so welcome to Birdland. Birdland, now, here come the boys from section 336.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336 Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing center host, Matt Sroka, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover Josh Sroka. Josh, baseball is back. Uh, yeah, and you got
2: to see a real game today. Yeah, so and you that's got to exciting. see real
1: games uh, yourself. I did. I went
2: and saw this weekend. You got opening day. I mean, the yeah. Orioles have played four games, and Section 336 has attended all four. That's right. So I think we got you covered. Josh is 0 for three. I'm one and zero. <laughs> I'm a big 0 for three. Yeah. Um, and I got a lot of off the baseball field stuff about visiting Tropicana that I got to share with you as well. Oh tonight. yeah. Because um, uh, let's just say as you, I loved. I loved today. I also was completely jealous of you, as I was yes. all over my social media with pictures of people at opening day. Um. I know the Orioles said it was a sellout. I think there might be stretching the truth. The Rays definitely stretched the truth. Um, But because I know the Orioles were still selling tickets as of
1: Saturday. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. The Rays thing was weird because they announced a sellout, but they also announced 24,000 stand sellouts. Well, here's (laughs) what the Rays
2: did. The Rays closed the upper deck. Right. And they have it closed... For playoffs, and as you walk around, as you walk around the Trop, I was walking out in the outfield, and I was like, "This is weird, this platform." And then I realized, oh, they built this big platform for people to walk out here to cover more seats. The Trop is trying to get rid of seats so they can have more sellouts. Yeah. They got rid of a right. lot of seats, plus they've got the upper deck completely closed.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and I was, I guess, my feeling walking in. And just being there, tons of people. Um, I know Dad and I were talking on our way in, like how kind of wild it is. Thorough's off to an 0 3 start. Thorough's have been a terrible franchise for the last several years. And yet, here are just tons of people it's showing up to, to the game, more than showed up for Tampa. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. day. Yeah. It's, it's so a holiday in Baltimore. Yeah, so super impressed with the turnout. It was a lot of fun. I actually, I actually buy the sellout. I buy it, and I know people are sending shots to the left field because that left field is always sparsely kind of right. seated.
2: But that's cars. because everyone goes to the center field bar and Utah Street yeah. and Legends
1: Park. That's what I was gonna say. I was saying th- that is usually that section is usually like younger people, um, and so I think a lot of them go to the center field bar. I also, like, if you looked at and I, I was walking around the outside, and you can look over and see Pickles. Pickles was. Fifth inning, fourth inning, fifth inning, Pickles was bumping. Like, <laughs> still tons of people there. That's I awesome. Some of those people had tickets. I'm glad oh. I'm glad that moving it to a Monday
2: didn't hurt. It screwed up my plans because I was supposed to fly home for opening day. Right. And the last uh, – the change, without enough notice, screwed my plans up. Right. But I did – I think it was – <laughs> it was opening day. It was the it was the very first game, Friday in the afternoon, sitting in the game and I and I feel it. And I realized that I'm going to miss the home opener and that that stings. Yeah. So I hopped on the phone and said, "Well, let me see if I can get a plane ticket." I said, "Uh, I'll fly in Monday morning, I'll fly out Monday night. I just
1: got to be at opening day." You know how much plane tickets were right All now? Night. As a guy who spent a lot of time recently looking at plane tickets uh, to go on traveling, I don't know, uh, 300 bucks. 500 bucks. Oh, really? Each way. Each way. <laughs> Each way. <laughs>
2: that's insane, yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's insane. So, uh, I get, wait,
2: wait, I get that it was last minute, but
1: still, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But even, like, um, going with my, my seller argument, even, like, we were walking around the third inning. We were on Utah Street, and we were going to the team store and stuff, and there were still, like, hundreds of people pouring in through the gates and those Utah street entrances. So just because someone took a picture of the left field, right. upper left field one corner, you know, at 310, it doesn't, I don't think it's indication. Like, I believe, and I know those are tickets bought, but I. and then some of them are pickles and some of them are sinful bar, but I I mean, I believe it was a sellout. Like, I, I have no doubt it's a sellout. So yeah, it's,
2: it's funny. Right when, uh, right as you're saying that, it pops up on my Twitter. Uh, a nester posting that picture of left field saying it says something when organizations brazenly lie to you.
1: I don't think that's a lie. Yeah, I, I totally buy it to sell it. I mean, Josh, there was waiting rooms for the bathroom. Like, I had to wait in the bathroom. If you walked around, like, it was, especially downstairs con- concourse, like, shoulder to shoulder. Like, there was no <laughs> moving around. It was... It was packed. All right, it I got was, And we've been there for packed houses, and I'm telling you, this was a packed stadium. That's good.
2: That's good. Yeah. Now, now, the Orioles also played some games and got rid of some seats as well, but I think they only got rid of 1,000 seats. Right, with the wall. With the wall. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about some other things with the opening day experience. I saw that we now have – I see all at Camden that we now have hosts, like all yeah. the other stadiums do. Tampa's got them. Tampa's got the cheerleaders plus the hosts, so they take it even further. But I want to compare your, our open day experiences a little bit before I get
1: into all this. What time did you get to the ballpark? Oh, let's see. I left my house at 1 o'clock. Okay. I, I probably got to the ballpark. I pre-parked probably like one forty maybe, 1.30, 1.40, and we got inside the ballpark Um. I don't know, before 2, let's say 50
2: okay. So 20 minutes, that sounds good. Um, I left my house at 10.30, um, 11 a.m., something like that. I got to the ballpark at, the game started at 3.10. I got to the ballpark at 1.30. But I sat in a line of cars for over an hour to get into the parking lot. Yeah. Not because Tampa was not because so many people wanted to go to this game, because the Tampa Bay Rays do not know how to direct traffic.
1: Well, they're not used to having
2: traffic. To they direct- don't it's a mess. They had 3 cops check my parking permit before I got to the part where the parking par- permit attendant checks your ticket. No, at weird. every turn. So you take thousands of cars and you check them four times instead of one time, it's going to slow things yeah. down. It then took me another 20 minutes to get through the turnstiles into the ballpark. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Because how many gates do you think we have at Camden Yards?
1: Gates? Yeah. What, one, two, three, four, five, six? I don't know, like eight, eight, eight to ten? Yeah, I think they have four Yeah. here.
2: And then... You know, you got to do the metal detectors, go through, whatever. So I did not get into my seat until the third inning for opening day. That's wild. It's gr- crazy. I, thankfully, I still got to see little John Means yeah. and have my own John Means day.
1: But yeah, John Means is great, as usual. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's why. And and, and I've been in the game there, too, Josh. The difference is when I went, there was no one there. And except for some I'll first, tell 20, you. So there was no issues like that, but yeah. Saturday and Sunday, no issues. Yeah. Sunday,
2: we parked blocks away and took scooters in, which made it. That's the smart thing to do, by the way. They got those scooters that you can rent and ride everywhere. Right. So Sunday, we just parked a mile away and
1: rode scooters. Yeah. That's Is the it, best way to go in. Was it like the Orioles where, you know, the first game was a sellout and then, then yes. the next two games were sparse? Yeah, and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: typical. Um, yeah. So I will tell you this on Sunday, when I went in, I must have been the first Oriole fan to go into the stadium. And I wasn't early, but the cameraman found me. So I, I'm shocked, I thought you guys were all going to hit me up saying I was on Masson. But I'm guessing none of you guys watched the game on Sunday. Because there's no way I wasn't on Masson. The, camera, the cameraman finds me before I get into the stadium, follows me, follows me to, and zooms in on my hands scanning my tickets. Oh, really? Then he disappears, and I say to Kelly, uh, that was weird. And uh, clearly dad's not watching the podcast because he's now trying to call me. Um, I said, that was weird, and we go to our seats. As soon as we sit down, the same exact cameraman pops up. Uh. He followed me to my seats. He must yeah, have looked at the tape to see where my – he must have looked at his footage to see where my uh, seats were. Here, now, now this is where it gets great. He comes up and videotapes me. We wave to the camera, and he said, why no. Why you to get so much Orioles footage? He said, I don't know. So that's why I wasn't sure if it was a Masson guy. So mm-hmm. then he waves my t- – I wave and do the kind whatever. And then he says, no, you got to say go Orioles. So I yell, okay. So I'm like, okay, go Orioles. And then he goes, no, you got to give a fist and go. So I'm like, oh, I, I said, I oh, like I didn't know I was acting. I thought I was being normal. Let me try again. So I just go, go Ori- go O's. And he's like, all, all right, right, thanks. So I did my best acting to pretend to be an Oreo fan for TV. So I was hoping it was going to be on Masson somewhere because
1: it was weird. Oh, no. So, um, so just, I went back. I went, I, no, I did kid duty on Sunday. So I was coming in and out of the game. All right. Well, if someone saw um, me. But
2: I had not. I did not see you. on Mastin. I had an Orioles uh, orange pullover, and I I, I was right. the guy with the fist and goos. His job. Yeah, him hit on me the, up. Um, yeah. But just know, whenever you see that mask and go to break and everything, it's all staged. They tell you what to do. <laughs> At least yeah. this guy did.
1: Yeah, so, but but that, but that's cool. Yeah, and the other. Yeah, we and we can talk about the experience. I don't. I don't really. I don't have thoughts on. Hosts and stuff. I didn't. I didn't know other teams did that. I didn't know that was. I know that's a cool thing to do in minor league. Well,
2: remember, hosts. for years we made fun of the Nats because they had. I don't. Was it Tyrone or something? Yeah. They had uh, Jerome or Tyrone, something like that. They had as their host, and he would like try to build up excitement in between innings. Yeah. So we made fun of them, but then I noticed the yeah, the the Rays do it, and then I saw this morning that the Orioles now have some hosts. So is that for like? Between interview in between in and in, like interviews and trivia and stuff, is that what they're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean, and they were doing it heavy on the, like every, every. I feel like almost every in and break, they were they were going to them. Which, as someone who really hates all kinds of change, um, I was not a fan. Just just give me the roller cam. Just give me the, the, the bubble cam. Shuffle, the the bubble cam. Just well, give me the, all those things. That I'm guessing, I don't need a host. is the kiss
2: cam but, retired? They don't do the kiss cam anymore, right? I don't. I haven't. I mean, they still do it at stadiums. I I, I don't. Recall last time they did it. Right. The I didn't see it. I didn't see it in Tampa. Yeah. Also, do it at most old people I've ever seen at a ball game in yeah, Tampa. Most.
1: Oh yeah, that was my experience around Tampa too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of retirees over there. You know, but there all, there was a moment in the opening day, and we'll talk about the game here momentarily. Yeah, we'll get there. But where all the curmudgeons. We got the entire season. Oh, I got curmudgeons too. We got the entire season to talk about okay. games. So let's talk about game day experiences. Yeah, all the curmudgeons were upset. You you would have been upset too, Josh, in a key moment. I think it's the fifth inning. Oh no, no, this happened here too. It was the wave, the really good wave, the wave. I was loving it, uh, the I was wave, in my glory, and I, the the people in front of me were all upset. And so I was talking real loud, saying, you know, being real sarcastic. Oh, I hate it when fans come to opening day and have fun and stand up. It's the worst, isn't it, guys? Isn't the worst when people come to a baseball game and have fun? They just sit on their hands. And be miserable watching the game, so I, I was laying in thick on them. But 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 yeah, there, there was a good strong wave going through. It felt good to have a packed stadium and the wave uh, rolling through. The, but yeah, the wave happened in Tampa too, and it happened
2: at a critical time in the game, and I was so irritated. Because it wasn't, and it wasn't even a critical time for like the. Or I can understand if it was a critical time for the Orioles. It was a critical time for Tampa, and they're doing
1: the wave because they don't.
2: They're not there to see Tampa. They're there because it's open today. day. They're not there yeah, to not, cheer that's for the why race. I'm
1: there too. I'm, I'm there for a good time. Um, I, I know. Fully participate. I get anyway.
2: you. I, I get it. it. Not for yeah. me. Um, yeah. uh, here's what I I had I had two curmudgeons, and they entertained me because the first two games I sat kind of behind home plate on the dugout side. Lower level, you know, where, where like the travel and fans sit. And sure, yeah. So that way I was with other Oriole fans. On both Friday and – no, Friday it was okay. Saturday there were two guys who were just pissed at the Orioles. If Santander struck out, the one guy was yelling at him, what are you doing? These are <laughs> Oriole fans? The Oriole fans. Yeah, I get it, yeah. One guy, arms crossed, angry face the entire game. He was pissed that these Orioles were playing bad.
1: Yeah, they struck out a lot.
2: Too, I so get it's a the, lot to be mad at. Oh yeah, the Orioles played really bad at the plate. And 0 for yeah. 7 on opening day on a 2-1 game is ridiculous. Because yeah. the pitching was
1: good on Friday. Yeah, but the runner's spot position whole thing was a, yeah. an, an issue. We'll yeah. see if it's it's probably been an issue all year. It, it, it was an issue nice again stuff. today. But uh yes. um,
2: but this guy was angry and I felt like I felt like going up to him and saying, "Hey man, what did you expect?" Like I went to this game knowing the Orioles are the worst team. Yeah, I think the Orioles are going to be fun to watch this summer. I know the Orioles are bad right now. It didn't surprise me that we got swept by the Rays. It wasn't, I would rather we win, but I'm not going to get angry
1: about the Orioles losing three games. Yeah. I, no, I, I tend to agree with you, Josh. I mean, I i did get a little upset when I listened to Game 2, the post-game show with Steve Molesky. Uh-huh. WBAL, or was it 157, I don't know. Yeah. Or whatever radio station, the, the post-game show it was on, Steve Maleski. And he was talking about moral victories and how they're keeping it close to the race. Moral victories? And a What's a moral victory? I don't know. But because uh, we're keeping it close, how it's a sign of growth and organization that we're heading in the right direction. But I thought it was about Jamalarki, and I'm glad the O's set him straight on Sunday to say, "Okay, well, you think you think that there's moral victories here?" I was and happy Sunday happened, and there's your moral
2: victory. I was happy with the pitching on Friday and Saturday. I will say that. Pardon. That it was. I don't call it a moral victory, but I was. I, I had enough. I've seen enough good stuff of the pitching on Friday and Saturday, that I came back on Sunday because I was like, "Let me see what Tyler Wells can do." I didn't know that he craps the bed. And at the yeah, bullpen would then crap to bed, I did see Kramer, Dean Kramer, hurt himself. Yeah, I what was watched because I was in the I was in right field. He, he strained his oblique or something. Right? I was what in right field then? and I watched him warm up, and he took a, he took a few pitches and was really good. And I was like, it's like all right, this is cool. I'll get to see Kramer. I thought they were going to use him on Tuesday, and then he threw one pitch, and then he got off the mound. Yeah. Walked over to a guy, and then walked straight to the dugout. I told Kelly, I said, oh, that can't be good. I said, he's not
1: coming in the game. Yeah, and that Sunday was a disaster on a lot of levels. Yeah. Specifically for Hyde, who was planning this whole piggyback thing. Tyler right. Wells, you, you throw a bunch of innings, and then you know we'll piggyback to Kramer, throw a bunch of innings, and then if there's anything left, may, maybe our bullpen can win. Right. But it turned into an entire bullpen game because Tyler Wells struggled, Right. and then Kramer didn't pitch at all. And so, all of a sudden, turn your bull, bullpen game, all of a sudden, and, 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 and that's the day before opening day. So, you want to rest your bullpen, so you guys want to go for opening day. Now, all of a sudden, you have to, you know. Um, all right, bring two guys up. DJ Stewart, I'm sorry. Send DJ Stewart down. You mean your pinch strike outer? And then call up Spencer Watkins just for an emergency if you need him in opening day. So it was really uh, Sunday was bad on so many levels. It was as, as bad as it gets yeah. for the Orioles. It was it was frustrating. I kind
2: of wish I didn't go on Sunday. It was ugly. Yeah. But today was a lot better. Today was a today was a lot better. Today was fun to watch. First time we had the lead all season. We we're able to hold it on. Um, um. Bruce Zimmerman. Yeah, with
1: Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Local uh, native. It's just a cool story.
2: Yeah. Um. And th- but not only that, he pitched well. He pitched well. I thought he could have gone deeper into the game. But oh, know, the no. But careful at the pitchers early on. Exactly. It's, that's the other thing I saw Oriole fans pissed about on Friday, that John Means got pulled early. You And sat, who pitched Saturday? Um, Lyles. Lyles. Even Lyles got pulled early, earlier than he could have yeah. been. But everyone, you got to understand, the short and spring training, they're going to baby these arms. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. no so I, I, I'm I, totally I, understandable I for all of that. Yeah. Uh, I I get it. And this is a game, if it was, you know, a month from now, you could throw five, maybe six innings. But, um, right. yeah, because it is, he only threw four. But then our, our bullpen, I mean, what can you say? Our bullpen today was lights out. There was, I mean, one of the most exciting plays happened, I believe, in the first inning when we had a couple runners on. And Trey Mancini hit what I thought was a home run in the center field and made a great catch. Yeah. Oh, man, here we go again. I
2: mean, it was going to be off the fence, but, yes, it was a great to shot.
1: Yeah, it was going to be off the, off the center field fence. Yeah. Um, but then you're like, oh, man, here we go again. Because you go back and look at the the first two games. I know we always say this, but Friday, Saturday, like, oh, man, there's opportunities to win both those yeah. games. You there know, were long five balls. Hit. Yep. Um, yeah, some balls hit hard. Austin Hayes had a, had a deep drive. I mean, Mountcastle had run, did Mountcastle too. Castle almost hit a home run. Yep. And then say, so like, oh, man, if we just, you know, it just could have gone a couple of different ways. And then you get the feeling, oh, here we go again today. Um, but then Cedric Mullins, who's been struggling, had that big hit. Um, and Jorge Mateo, let me tell you, just, that <laughs> I, cat is fast. Yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah. That, that that running that running home, not even he doesn't even make it close. It it, it was it just incredible. Like you just blink and he's on yeah. third base, and, and then he's home and just sliding, kind of lightning speed. So how about, uh, that's a fun player to watch run, uh, run the bases. How about Rogador pretending to steal home and almost yeah. getting caught? Yeah, that yeah that was weird. <laughs> that, that, that was a weird matter. play. Ador. <laughs> Maybe I think Odor's issue is he's not used to being on base, so he doesn't really know what to do when he gets there, because uh, he, uh, he gets on base so rarely. I but, don't know. But if... no, the, the the story today is 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 the is is the pitching right in the bullpen uh, shutting Milwaukee down. And Michael Bowman. A bunch of arms, but yeah. Michael Bowman. Bowman yeah. looks great. I'll tell you yeah. what. Um,
2: was it Saturday with Felix Batista. He looked um he looked awesome. He was
1: a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, who knew our, our bullpen might turn out to be a strength of this team with this kind of a bunch of random dudes thrown in there, right? And, and guys like Michael Bauman who were, who are starting pitching prospects thrown in with kind of guys who'd had long journeys to the majors like Felix Bautista. And Perez. Along with waiver waiver wire guys like Crable and Perez. And so it's going yeah, to be interesting to see how that. And t- today I was a little surprised. I don't know who I was expecting to close. But they went with Jorge Lopez. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about Jorge Lopez as our, as our starter, I mean, as our closer right now? Uh, I mean, he's just another guy in our bullpen. I, don't, I wouldn't classify him as a closer.
2: He pitched on, on Friday as well. And I, it seemed like he went with the same guys that pitched on Friday with uh, Perez and Lopez and used them again tonight today.
1: Yeah, which I, I, I think is saying when you open up with guys and then when you use guys in opening day, I think that's saying here are the guys I have most confidence in. Um, so I was impressed that Michael Bauman pitched not just one but two effective innings. The control concerns me a little bit. He seems to don't know doesn't know where the fastball is going occasionally, but I mean 98 hitting 97, 98 consistently yeah. on the on the stadium ra- radar gun was cool to see. Yep. Now I'm
2: surprisingly happy with our pitching outside of Sunday. Yeah. yeah I found the offense is what's frustrated me this weekend. Yeah. The runners scoring position and the strikeouts. Yeah. The strikeouts. The strikeouts were crazy because I get that the Rays are supposed to have the best uh, pitching staff in baseball. It's still no excuse for that number of strikeouts.
1: Yeah, and you look at a lot of them. Some of them, like DJ Stewart, when he struck out in the pitching opportunity, like the ball was right down the middle. He just struck out. But a, a, a lot of them are like Trayvon and chasing up balls that are three feet from the strike zone, like a, yeah, a lot exactly, of aren't even close. And you're like, what are we doing here? Like, it's one thing to strike out, it's nothing to strike out at a ball that's no. not even close to two to the plate. No, it looks like some of those guys are
2: not comfortable in the box.
1: Yeah, and and maybe that's you know limited spring training, li- limited at bats, all this stuff, right? Maybe, but but yeah, the the hitting has been an issue. Um, but thankfully today, Cedric Mullins um, came came through with the big head and. Scored two runs, and thankfully, it's all we, we needed. Yeah,
2: I mean, technically, just needed one. Pitch a shutout on opening day, that's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we might need to pitch more shutouts, Josh, because I don't know if anyone is going to hit the ball over the left field wall. Hold on. <laughs> uh, but, oh, but did we even see anyone hit the ball towards left field? There was nothing yeah. near that wall today. Yeah, I okay, I knew I missed this, Josh. I knew they were moving the wall back. Yeah. You didn't I know it was didn't going taller? Realize it was also growing 10 feet. <laughs> I it didn't. Yeah. It's just so big. It's so tall, and it's far back. And you just look at that thinking, no one's going to run this year. <laughs> well, except that's not
2: true because they didn't raise it. They didn't raise the seats any higher. So it's at the same height that the seats were that were there before. Right. Right. So, so balls that ball, landed there would still go out. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you hit the ball seven rows deep, it would have gone that height. Yeah. Um, so, I get what they did. Um, I like that it's intimidating. I like that you're looking at it and saying, oh, that's a huge wall. I think yeah. some of the pre... You didn't see this because you were in the stadium, but Masson asks uh, a couple of the players about it. And all the players were... It's kind of like your reaction. Like, I didn't realize how big it was going to be. Yeah. And Mountcastle's like... I. They say I, They say my balls would still be home runs. We'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so, I would be surprised if not a single home run has hit the left field all year. No, that's, that's – no, that, <laughs> you're, you're full of crap. I'm we, kidding, I'm kidding. But, I'm kidding. but, but the, it does look really big. Yeah, and but it,
2: I will yeah. say it was disappointing after all the hype to not see a ball bounce off that wall or like a fly ball land in there so, so Twitter can go crazy about how that would have been a home run.
1: Yeah, yeah or a ball gets stuck in the corner
2: yeah um, a weird bounce in the corner and we get a, someone gets a triple out of it something yeah. uh, the wall played no factor today
1: yeah yeah no the wall played no factor but it was it was kind of jarring to, to sit there and look at it I mean I bet the view really nice if you get that first row in that left field but but yeah it was, it was a little bit jarring to see if it moved back and and, and it the wall higher it's just it's it's different um, and I'm really curious to see this year. Um, what 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 effect that has on like how many home runs would have been home runs that are not not home runs? I mean, um, yeah, we've talked about the wall. Watch. We've
2: talked about the wall before, and we're all for whatever it takes. Makes this ball club good. Um, and I I like I like the uniqueness of it. I'm curious to see start to see some balls go into that area. It's just funny the to, at the at the amount of balls that were hitting to left field over the weekend, it's funny that none were hit there today. Yeah, yeah, it seemed pretty quiet
1: in left field. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I joked that you know it doesn't matter how tall the offense is or how far back you move it, Ke- Ke- Keegan Aiken will still give up home runs there. But Keegan Aiken, Aiken actually looked really, really really good in his one appearance, and say so he's never felt you know as comfortable as he did in that r- relief appearance. So maybe. Maybe that's a good sign for Keegan Aiken um, to go along with our stellar bullpen. He pitched well in his one appearance. But, but yeah, overall, Josh, this is not – I'm not surprised we're 1-3. I would have liked to got – I mean, specifically the John Means start, I thought, you know – that was a winnable game. It was. Um and we could be two, 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 two or two here, but this is the game we play, right? And good teams yeah. win games and bad teams don't win those I'm, games and and then here's yeah. where here we are at, at at one and three. I'm glad we got the win today.
2: I'm glad you guys got to see the win. Uh, It's always a great way to start and uh, add the atmosphere at opening day. Also, it kind of sucked to look at the scoreboard this morning and see that the Orioles were the only team with a zero in front of the win column. No longer true, though, yeah. And now we got that one win, so there's no 0-21 this year. We're going to be okay.
1: Yep, Yep, we are going to be okay. And I think Bruce Zimmerman will give us a chance to win. John Means will give us a chance to win. I think Ty- Tyler Wells will be fine. and will give us a chance to win. Jordan Lyles will give us a chance Jordan to Lyles win. Jordan will give us a chance to win. So I think these players, these pitchers, um, at least those four, will keep it competitive, hopefully. And
2: again, and eventually
1: it's ho- our offense will start playing like they're capable of,
2: I hope. Oh, and they're all just holding down the fort. Because when you get Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall into this rotation, things get interesting.
1: Yeah, and I'm not—I mean, D.L. Hall, I don't think it's— No, I think, uh, think D.L. Hall but, is a bullpen guy this year. Yeah, but Kyle Bradish and Grace Rodriguez are two guys that I think could have an impact on this bullpen. I mean, on the starting r- rotation, Grace Rodriguez had his first start, four innings, looked really good. You can tell he's, they're keeping him his, his innings limited, hopefully, to for um, saving them for the Orioles, the, those innings— um, and then Cobb Bradish, I assume will, will come up to Triple A at some point. He's he went to extended spring training with DL Hall, but but yeah, I mean I think those guys will be here eventually. And so
2: as of right, I mean,
1: it's a good opportunity for some of these other pitchers to say, hey, listen, you should keep us in the in the rotation when these other guys start coming.
2: As of right now, um, well, uh, whatever this is, eight o'clock, nine o'clock on uh, Monday night, the Orioles have not announced who's starting tomorrow, have they? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think they have. It's not in. I was, I, mean, I was checking the MLB app. It's not there yet. Is the favorite not Spencer Watkins? I don't know. Do I, is that start give Spencer Watkins the start with the, uh, with a whatever, uh, bullpen game? Is that the thought? Or, yeah. Because yeah, I guess yeah, if you're yeah. only going four innings as a starter now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would expect. I don't know this. Um, but Spencer Watkins, I was to get the start. And then you have Alexander Wells, I think, who they just caught up if things go terribly. Right, but the Alexander Wells Wells not getting the start. No, he's your, if everything, you know, crap, it's the fan. We need somebody. He goes in there. Um, but, I mean. Is Spencer Watkins on the 40-man or do they have to bring up his contract to let him start tomorrow? I think he's already on the team, right? I mean, I think he was the guy that was caught up for D.L. Hall being... I mean, for uh, D.J. Stewart being... Oh, okay. They options. did They did select the contract today. Yeah. And and they had, actually, I think they had two opens on their 40-man, too. Um, right. I was a little surprised with D.J. Stewart. Um, Getting sent down right away? Or the fact sucked. that he sucked? I was surprised by two things. Not surprised that he sucked. I was surprised... That a he was sent down so quickly after three games, I mean, that's that's a quick. And without, of those games.
2: And without a, he didn't start any of them. Yeah, he got three pinch and, hit attempts. Yeah.
1: And the, the and the second part of that is, is I didn't realize he had an option left. Like I thought he was yeah. going to be. I mean, he's been around for a while. I thought it had to be DFA. But no, he has an did, option uh, to go to Norfolk.
2: Did you see DJ Stewart's uh, pinch hit attempts? I did. He was one of those guys that didn't look comfortable at the plate. Yeah. Like the ball hit so, the glove, and then he swung. Right. right, <laughs> Exactly. So I think they're sending him down for plate appearances. Go down and get comfortable, and then maybe we'll give you another shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that the good thing about this, I think the argument you made, I think there's two reasons that they did it. One is you want DJ Stewart to get regular bats He wasn't going to get regular bats and so now he has a chance for him to get regular bats Right. Um, the, the second thing is he sucked. Well, no, you, you need, well, that, but you, you need another pitcher. Yes. Especially after what happened with Dean Kramer. I don't right. know if Dean Kramer has been put on the IL yet. 10 day. He's yeah. on the 10 day. Yes. Okay. That's why they brought up yeah. two pitchers. They brought up Wells and Watkins. Right. And so, and they didn't bring him well, D D D as we brought, brought, brought up, but, but no, you, you, you need, need a pitcher because McKenna's these, still there. Yeah. So you've you got the outfield was okay. Only going four innings. I mean, how many bullpen arms did we use today? We used like five bullpen arms today. Like, this is um, maybe not five, maybe three or four. But this has become typical. Like, every game we're using, you know, five arms. And right. So well, we especially with
2: the arms. four in starters. You are not letting yeah. them go.
1: So even in a good start, like Bruce Zimmerman, you, you're still using a bunch of arms. You used and so you used five arms. Zimmerman plus four out of the pen today. Yeah, and everyone pitched well. <laughs> right, right. Everyone pitched well, and you still use that, that many arms. It's just kind of wild. And so I think you just need more arms, especially if like you 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 need those guys that if it's a blowout, like if we're down seven, right, nothing like the the game on Sunday, someone's got to pitch the last few innings, and I think that's Alexander Wells. Like that's your job, dude if the game's not winnable, you're going in there and just giving us getting to innings, so we don't waste any of the bullpen arms that we want to use for close games. Yeah. And so both those moves make sense to me. Um, yeah, and I know Diaz got off to a hot start in AAA, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with him being down there for a little bit. Um,
2: are you okay that Rogador is on this
1: team? No, but... It's it's so silly. I, I, yeah, I don't care that much. Like, I... I, I I mean, if he's not starting, then Kelvin Gutierrez is starting. So I'm like, oh man. <laughs> like, I don't. Exactly. Care. Either one of the guys starting is. Well, and that's not why. Excites me, and so. Mateo whatever. excites me, and Urias excites me. Yes, those two guys. And, that's, me. and why that's why that I was. as long as they're playing every day, I'm good.
2: and that's why I was pushing last week in our prediction to bring Richie in as that third guy over
1: there. Yeah, I'd probably. I I would rather watch Richie Martin than Odor. Or sure. Kelvin. Yep. Yeah, yeah, or Kelvin. I would I would rather watch Odor. Sure.
2: And I don't uh, – is there any position you care less about than Ketcher right now? No. like I don't think I care at all who's behind like the plate. doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter because whoever's there isn't there because you're
1: good. You're there just until Adley's ready. Right. and Yeah, and, and, and they know the deal. They, 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 when they signed here, right? Oh, yeah. It, it, there, there's no trickery going on here. Um, I do wonder, like, at what point can Adley start playing in games, Josh? I I know, I don't put him in the catch, catching. I feel like for Adley, you know, it's easy. I think the thing that coming back from injury will be live pitching, right, and hitting against live pitching. And so I just hope that the time is coming soon, even uh, if he can't catch, right? Because I know it's a it's an arm or elbow issue, right, whatever, right? Right. Like he can DH, and I, I was yeah, seen at Norfolk DHing.
2: Okay, in Norfolk. All right, I see that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also one of those injuries where you're supposed to rest it as much as you can.
1: Yeah. So I know. I think you think don't want him swinging ago, because just it's just sit around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I get it, but I, I hope they don't. Like I hope, like as soon as possible, we start getting him in there to at least hitting, even if he can't throw yet.
2: I hope so, but I also know like they want to get him up in the majors. And you're not bringing him up in the majors as a DH. This roster is no, too oh, weird know, with trying to
1: balance Mancini without I'm really having say, a spot for him. You can get used to live pitching in Norfolk, and then when you're able to catch again and throw, you know, throw runners out in second base, that's when you get to call up to the majors. But as long as you can hit, there's no reason that he can't be in Norfolk just DHing. Sure.
2: No, I agree. As long as yeah, as long as he can he can truly hit and not have to worry about, you know, it dragging the inferior out further.
1: Yeah, I, listen, I'm all for taking it slow. I was even talking to a coworker the other day about D.L. Hall and what to do with D.L. D. Hall, and is it is it best for his development to come in as an Orioles bullpen arm when you see him as a future starter? Like, is, is it better to have him just start two innings, you know, every week at Norfolk just because this is what you're trying to prepare him for And if you don't really care about winning this season with the Orioles, your number one job should be develop D. L. Hall well. And is it better for his development to be a starter at Norfolk and just throw an inning or two each start at each start, or is it better to be a bullpen arm where you're in these high leverage situations and maybe putting your arm? Do things you're not you're not used to doing. I like so it's not, I like interesting the things for the Orioles. I like how you're setting that up with no
2: with no knowledge of what you're doing. Is it better if you want to develop develop this guy and make him a really good pitcher? Is it better for him to just throw one inning against minor leaguers that he can have an easy time with, or do you want to bring him up into high leverage situations where you could really use him, where he could learn something?
1: What's the better way for him to learn and develop? <laughs> Or, or where he could overthrow and throw out his arm or yeah. not prepare the same and hurt his, and hurt his arm or, you know, uh, not be able to go back to being a starter and have to make some more adjustments to go back to being a starter. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, as a fan of the Orioles, I want to see him with the Orioles as soon as possible. Right. But also, like, I care about D.L. Hall as a starter in a year and two years. Like, that's – I'd rather have him as a starter – Yeah, the the bullpen guy. Though I think he could be freaking Josh Hader in the back of the bullpen, so it's not a terrible situation. Right,
2: right. Have him there for a year and then bring him out. I think that's 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 my hope, and I think that was my prediction that we would see him first out of the pen.
1: Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah. Um, Um, Other other notes, Josh. Just of the kind of going on since we last talked. Matt Harvey has it been officially signed by the Orioles? I don't know why. I am. When
2: I saw that, I was so angry at myself that I didn't write that on my predictions. That's the most obvious thing um, that they would give him that minor league deal. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bold prediction, though. That's N- uh, yeah, it's, it's not a bold prediction. We've been working on it for a while now. But it's something. Uh, again, it's an in-and-eater. And I know a lot of people were angry at Matt Harvey last year. And I think it's because everyone thinks him to, uh, that Matt Harvey's going to be the Dark Knight. And he's I not think that he was guy one anymore. Of our, our, our top three starters last year. I so. think he was one of our <laughs> top pitchers. He ate the yeah. mo- He was an in and eater, and he pitched decent. I thought yeah. he was great. I'm glad to see him back. I understand the minor, minor league deal. Great, especially now we're guys. We don't have a fifth starter, so if you're telling me let Matt Harvey get in shape, and then we bring him up, and he can be your fifth starter, I'm all for that. Let's go.
1: Yeah, I mean, are there a bunch of guys we could have signed that are better than Matt Harvey? Yes. <laughs> and should we have signed one or two of those guys? Yes. But we didn't. But I guess we didn't, and so Matt Harvey's what we have. The reason, though, Matt Harvey's on this team is an amount of contract, but a make to the majors. Have no doubt about it. He will be in the majors soon. You just got to get those innings up. The reason is we we put uh, <laughs> Dean Kramer on the IL, and we call up Alexander Wells. Alexander Wells has not been successful at AAA nor at the majors. No. The only reason Alexander-, Alexander Wells is here is because we have n- literally nobody else who we want to put in that position. And so Matt Harvey is the guy, so we don't have to call up Alexander Wells. And you know this is a long season. There'll be more injuries. There'll be more stuff that happens. And so uh, Matt Harvey is that guy to just eat some innings while we're waiting for yeah. someone else to come who's better. <laughs> exactly. Which um, I guess is half our roster. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess the other news this week uh, since our last podcast is the pitch com that they rolled this out to kind of stop cheating and all the computer system where the catcher can type on his arm what he wants to hear and the pitcher, shortstop and center fielder and second base can all hear in their ear what pitch is coming. Oh, I didn't realize the, field, the fielders could hear it. You can, yeah, have, that's cool. you can have four fielders, including the catcher,
1: can hear it in their ears. Plus okay. your pitcher. Let me ask you a question. I saw shifting happen. Yes. Is shifting is still a thing? It's shifting still a is thing. still a thing. I thought shifting okay. was banned
2: too. And I was like, what are you doing, Rays? I know the, and I was like, I know the Rays shift more than anyone, but they're still shifting. So the shift yeah. must go away next year. Uh, but, is that the deal? But the pitch comp thing, I like the idea. I like the concept. I don't understand why it has to be something in your ear and not just like a watch that you look at or something. It seems like having an earplug in would like cause issues. While playing. But I like that. I like we've talked about this before. I like when baseball embraces technology to make the game better. I think this does. There were some slowdowns in today's game. A couple stops where the pitch comp system broke. But it's a new thing. So we'll get used to that. They'll straighten it out.
1: Yeah, and I think ultimately when they get all straightened out, it'll make the game faster. You know, you you shake off. You have to go. I mean, how, how I mean, I would say 90% of the pitcher-catcher meetings are about changing up signs. Uh-huh. Do right,
2: because you think you think someone caught your sign. Don't need to do right. that anymore.
1: Right, and, and and so you can avoid all that stuff. It's interesting to see because um, not all teams have embraced it. Some teams still don't do it. Some teams do do it. So it's going to be right. interesting to see how, yeah. now how I, that works. I saw out. the I'm, Brewers yeah, were doing it. it today, but were the Orioles doing it today? I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. All right. I don't know because the breakdown was with the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: not sure if the are doing
2: it, and I didn't notice either team doing it in Tampa, because it was also yeah. like a last minute like, well, yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> it was like yeah, the week some, before. And, yeah,
1: and some teams didn't spring training, and the Yankees like, no, did. Let's they, wait to see what right. the guinea pigs do, and then we'll try. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. I think it ultimately will speed up the game, and it's yeah, it'd be nice if you can't steal signs. So it does. So part of me is like, it takes okay, a, we know how hackable technology is. Like, let's bring more technology for more opportunities to hack technology. But, <laughs> like, but I get but, it. But,
2: yeah, but get also, it. have I you ever it. seen the NFL has embraced technology and headsets and stuff forever? You've never heard of someone on the Patriots uh, where getting a headset patched into the Ravens. Really? No, but I don't know why there hasn't been yet. It's a pretty smart idea. Happening. I bet that's happening. Well, they haven't gotten caught yet. They just get caught with cameras yeah. on cranes. Yeah. Um, Old school But again But it does take away It's one of those things Where it's like You do take away This sign stealing thing Which is again Part of the game It's like one of those Unwritten rules Where you're not supposed to But you all know If your man's on second base You better go mix up your signs Because they might see Yeah So Yeah But I think it makes the game better Just now Oh and I love this The umpires are mic'd up So when you have a review they announce it in the stadium. Because how many times have we been in stadiums and we're looking on Twitter to find out what the what, what, what happened?
1: Yeah, and even even the announcers, especially don't know. the Orioles announcers yeah. who are not at the game often, are just are, are
2: clueless. Can I ask you about that? How noticeable was it that the Orioles announcers were not at the game? Is there um, a delay in the call? I hear people no. complaining
1: about a delay in the call. I didn't know there was any delay in the call. Like, I'm aware of it, and so I'm annoyed by the whole thing. And so I'm annoyed by the whole
2: thing because I think you can hear it in the tone of their voices.
1: Even, like, the post-game show, they did, like, a split screen between, like, the post-game guy and Jim Palmer. like, why, why are you doing a split screen? I know you guys are right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. They got the plastic like, in, the in between screen. them still? Yeah. What was that? Um but 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 no I, like yeah, in, I, I, yeah last year i just, noticed an it's energy just change one of the thing that's an annoyance about being an Orioles fan okay all right but, but i i want to give a shout out to oh man and, and and not like his name but he has a strong liberty connection with the liberty um was the mc today morning show 1057 he's on the morning show rob long yeah rob, rob long was the mc today um for the okay. game instead I, I of I jim, instead of uh, jim hunter yeah, I think if my memory Rob concept, Long did it last year as well. Yeah, I mean last year that wasn't we didn't have did we have opening day last year? Yeah.
2: Yeah, With we the were fans? at the, Yes.
1: We were there? Yes.
2: We wore masks. Hmm. Opening day? Yes. But limited stand, but li- Yes, limited. limited limited crowd and we so had it to wasn't wear masks. Was the first game of the
1: season? Was it first game of the season? I think so. I yes. it was later. Okay. Um Anyway, but, yeah, Rob Long has done before, and I I thought he did a fine job replacing Jim Hunter. Um, It is. Like, you notice stuff when you take your four-year-old to the game. You notice, like, how long some of the stuff is. Like, do we really need to recognize the assistant to the clubhouse manager? Like, do we need to recognize him and have him run on the field, too? (laughs) I I was glad I missed that part in Tampa. Like, some of the stuff is like, do we need to mention everyone who's ever worked for the Orioles at any point in their history? Like, it's a little bit much. And SAS so was like, when, 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 "When are they gonna play baseball?" I was like, "Son, it's, it's coming soon. I promise. Just gotta wait for it." Um, but they're they're heavy into the history this year. They're doing a lot of the thirty football. year, thirty year. They had the same um, singers, more from I think Morgan State University, who did the national who did the national anthem. They sang the national anthem today, um, kind of the same group from thirty years ago. Uh, so right, they So talk a lot about
2: kind of the history of the of Camden Yards. All right. So last year was weird. Last year we had six games on the road before we came home. Okay. So game seven was a was the home opener.
1: Okay. Yeah. That that is weird. All right. But yes,
2: we were there. All right. Fine. I believe you.
1: But but yeah, the, it was just it was a really fun opening day. It was just I mean I can't the difference between having a crowd. And there being five thousand people at the stadium, oh, I was so jealous watching it. it. it it's just a, it's a whole different experience. Different. It's just a different experience. It's a different game time experience. It is, and so it was. It was a lot of fun. And shout out to everybody else who was there. I know there was you know a ton of people there. Um, I see Jimmy's in the comments. We missed a group photo. I, I know they did a group photo with all the kind of the, the, the Twitter peeps. I you know whatever. I, I wouldn't have taken place. In it's that. not my cup of tea. Not but mine either. I, but but I'm cool with it. I think that's cool. I saw the group photo. I think that's a really cool group photo. Also, someone had a sign, Bash and Buster, which I'm all about. I think that's cool too. Um, and so that's I think that's fun. I think. Um, I mean I think that is cool part that, of that Twitter space that actually becomes a human space that really never happens other than sports. I feel like maybe it does happen in other ways, but like just the Twitter space where I only know you from Twitter, but let's all hang out in person. I think that's cool that that's a thing that happens. No, and um, that
2: is. And that's cool. That's a cool part of um, that's a cool part of opening day. Is, yes. is you see people, even if it's your usher, you see people that
1: you don't see except for there. Yeah. Yeah, and opening day is one of those things where you know most of those people are there. M- yeah. Most people are there. Because yep. it's the event it's place to be. They they may may not be a game two or game three or game four or whatever. Um, I'm sure they go to some games, and it's all kind of spread out, but opening day is the one day where, okay, yeah. we're all kind of here. No, I That's think today – I, I took a half day at work, and, let, and let's and let
2: make a day of it. I yeah. think today was the first home opener I've missed in 15, maybe 20 years. Yeah. We're just and always I not there. not been
1: as dedicated as you to the home opener, but, but yeah, it, it's, an, it's, it's, a, it's an event. It's an experience. I will,
2: uh, I'll be back next year for it. Will you? Yeah, I'll be there. I, I probably won't. You'll be there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You and I will be back. Nah, I don't know. We just we just need to push this Patreon. Yeah. We need some more Patreon people to help us with some travel funds. Yeah. Because, like I said, the price of gas, five hundred bucks. Ridiculous. Is, yeah, it was ridiculous. Any other big takeaways from uh, the first weekend?
1: Oh man, no. I, I you know I hate to draw. I don't are making. It's a small comments. sample size. About Cedric Mullins and stuff, I'm not gonna go there. I, I mean, it's a sm- it's way too small of a sample size. Drug. I'm not concluding things about Tyler Wells. I'm not concluding things about our offense. I'm not concluding things about. Um, I mean, if- about anything. Uh, I think Jorge Mateo is fast. Ramon I think Ramon Arias, I like his glove and his offensive bat. I'm a fan of his. Jorge Mateo had a nice, feel, a nice play at shortstop today. I like him. I, I mean, I think these are two intriguing infield infielder positions. Um, Santander has been off to a hot start. Again, I don't know what to make of that. I I have mixed feelings about Santander. There, yeah. If um, I don't, I, but yeah, yeah, I I, I I'd sure say to make, to make really conclusions. No,
2: if you're if you're the type of fan that's complaining about Cedric Mullins, I hope you're also complaining about Trey Mancini, because Trey Mancini is also the, to the same type of just dead
1: start at the plate. Yeah, and and if this would happen to Cedric Mullins in July, after he got off to a good start, like no one would blink an eye at him having a bad three games in July, right? It just, these things, the beginning of the season get magnified. Um, And by the way, he had the big hit today that was, you know, a rope for the center that drove in two runs. So he was the, you know, the key guy today. Even despite his struggles, he still kind of got it done. Yeah. Um, And so, so, no, I I mean, I think our bullpen, other takeaways, our bullpen I think is going to be pretty good, actually. I think our bullpen is going to be one of the strengths of
2: this team. My my positive takeaways are a couple of the bullpen arms are really impressive. I think of Bauman and I think of Batista and uh, Lopez as some guys that really impressed me this week. I think – and then on the field, I think Mateo as a guy who no one ever talks about – I get he's he showed off his speed today on the base paths, but he's also getting on base, and that's been impressive as well. I like and I like that they can put him anywhere in the field, and he's fine in that infield.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like and that yeah, and he made a nice play, and that's what I like about your Urias and Ham. They can play almost kind of every position on the field, which which, which is pretty cool. Um, and then Perez too. Talking about the bullpen, C- on Perez. Um, had another scoreless inning, and all he does, um, I think you're keeping track, including spring training, he's had eight straight scoreless innings for Perez. And so that's another bullpen arm that I think no one knew his name, and people probably don't know his name even still, but Perez has had a a, a really good start to his bullpen tenure in, in Baltimore as well. Um, and so that's, that's been encouraging to see, because when you trade away two bullpen arms in Scott and Sulcer, right before the season started, everyone's not just saying, oh, crap, like, you know, we're going to blow a lot of late games. Um, and and we'll see if that – and that might still be true. Like, I'm not saying Jorge Lopez is the answer at, at the back end of your bullpen or at closer, um, or Felix Batista is. The sample size is too small. But as of right now, the bullpen seems to be okay without Scott and Salser. Yeah. Um, so that's good to see. Yeah.
2: I'll say the – watching the game on TV today, first game I've caught on TV, I'm not sure – Uh, How I still don't understand Masson and how they're who's broadcasting where and what, but today they had Kevin Brown, Jim Palmer, and Ben McDonald all on the TV broadcast. Yeah, I don't know if they ever all had all three of them on before like that. I don't. I I guess it was probably an opening day thing, but the three of them together is excellent. If we could have every game with the three of them together, it's it's great. I really enjoyed it today.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, Kevin Brown's really good. I don't know if other announcers could pull off having personalities like Ben McDonald and, and Jim Palmer, Jim Palmer are both in the booth. And
2: I so think Ben does one. a good job balancing out Jim yeah. because I think he gets that like recognition immediately from Jim Palmer of being a player also and a pretty good Oriole pitcher. So it's, it's like it's not talking down to this announcer, this small, short announcer.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think last year what happened a lot is people complained that, not people complained, people noticed that Jim Palmer often spoke down to Scott Garceau. Yes. <laughs> he seems to do that less with Kevin Brown for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I think the radio host was Scott Garceau and Jeff Arnold today. Um, they announced it kind of pre-game that that was gonna be the radio host today, Scott Garceau and Jeff Arnold. Um, I, it's an interesting I, pair in the radio.
2: I didn't listen to that pairing, but I like it. I, I like both those guys, both, I do too. both former I do too. 336
1: guests. Yep, and I know people hate on Scott Garceau, and that's fine. He makes some mistakes. That's he's, fine. But I, he's, he's a legend. He can do it. I'm yeah, there. exactly. He's a legend.
2: He's yeah. there, and I like. Um, and I've loved. I think Jeff Arnold's always been good to us, so I have
1: always have a soft spot for Jeff
2: Arnold. But I've been very happy with everything he's like him calling last year. I was perfectly fine with.
1: Yeah, Jeff Arnold's just kind of a normal, down to earth, cool dude. So yep. yeah, um, you feel good for him as well.
2: Um. Yeah, and then I saw a news press release about another like 1.2 billion invested into fixing up the Camden Yards area. Oh and yeah,
1: I, did, I, I skimmed
2: that press release. It was right before the game. I saw. Yeah. So it's the it's the biggest public-private promised money thing since Yankee Stadium uh, in 2009. So that's a big thing for the whole Camden Yards. When you've got. Uh, Two weeks ago, we didn't talk about it on here, but two weeks ago when we had Steve Bashotti talking about how he loves Camden Yards. He'll never want to move Ravens Stadium. He just wants to fix that area up more. Now you got the city speaking out about wanting to invest more, and you got the Angelo's family about wanting to invest more. Um, That area is going to become even cooler. It's still way better. I told you about the horrible experience in Tampa and how much of a dump Tropicana is. Yeah we are so lucky to have Camden Yards and MN- and what is it? M&T Bank Stadium now, yeah. Yeah. Side by side
1: that it's exciting to see them continue to grow that area. Yeah. Yep. And I mean the Redskins, I'm sorry, the Washington football team, I'm sorry, the Commanders Football stadium yeah. has been kind of a mess for well, years. Well, and
2: did you see the Commanders ask the city of the state of Maryland for some money for a new stadium, yeah, a and they said they said no. They said go go ask Virginia, maybe they'll give you some money.
1: Yeah, like the stadium thing. The stadium thing is something that a lot of. I mean, we talk about uh, NFL teams searching for quarterback for years. I mean, a lot of teams search for the right stadium setup for, I, for the for years and and decades. And yeah, the Orioles are really blessed yeah. to have. Both and, a good football stadium and a good baseball stadium and really and an I, area that was not nice that they, no. they took on and renovated and is now a nice area to be in. And can yeah. grow, like there's still land
2: there that they can grow and make that even a nice, even bigger and expand it. And they yeah. said in that press release, they said that I think it was the past 10 years that those stadiums have brought in $10 billion to the community and the, and the businesses around there. Yeah, so I, having, I believe it. Having those, uh, so it's really cool for the city of Baltimore.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I mean, even despite everyone knows, even even like just average Joe fans know the worlds are bad, but still to have, you know, even if it's not forty five thousand, even if it's forty thousand or thirty nine thousand people show up for opening day shows you kind of that this is still a baseball town. And we're just desperate for, for a winner. Oh, you wanna want to
2: start that fight? Is this a baseball town or a football town? You want to start that fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no. Right, I, right, you gonna... go. I don't know why you can be... I mean, don't they play do you have... different seasons? Or yeah. are you missing something? Do, you, do you have a show on 105.7? You got an hour to fill? Trying to bring up a topic? What do you want to talk about next? I got I got your topic next. What do you want to call the corner?
1: Is that your next topic for Collins? No, 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 Josh. Because if it was 105.7, it would not be what he would call the corner. It would be... It'd be what do you want to call the Ravens' next cornerback? Because I was turning in <laughs> on opening day at Tampa. Josh, your, your, your game on what was it Friday? Yeah. I turned in 15 minutes before the game. I turned to 1057 the fan because you forgot and they were talking about cornerbacks for the Ravens today, Josh. Yeah. Today they were 105 was live at Pickles Pub, and when I turned on the game, this is driving home from work at lunch around 12. Twelve o'clock, they were talking about I forget Raven draft pick oh, the you, possibility Ravens yeah. trading a pick while they're Well, you know why pickles. you know why what is happening because we're <laughs> talk we're, about the Orioles for Pete's sake but we're a football town yeah well what was no that? It was Serato you well, know, I, was just a Ravens guy yeah
2: so and I think things. there's I think there's also I think it's also some of the issues with why you see national press hate on the Orioles I think local media. Sometimes guys feel like they want to also hate on the Orioles, well, and the Ravens are a better run organization,
1: so they lean on those what well, josh and i mean and I mean the honest truth is they 've hired all if, their staff
2: to be focused on the ravens as well
1: n no, no, I think it's bigger than that I mean if you turn on p t i if if an NFL player is traded, oh yeah, yeah, NFL's the biggest. That's going to lead the story. Yeah, NFL is the biggest MLB thing in story, the story, even though it's MLB season. Correct. Right. The NFL is the big money maker. Yes. Um. That's just how it is. Yeah, it is. You're right. But, but, but no, I was, I wasn't trying to turn this into debate about whether we're a football or baseball. Right. I was just, it just, I, and and you seem like with the Angelo Suns, they seem to be interested in I the mean, city spoken out before about social movements, right? They seem to be interested not just in baseball, but also in people and the city and the community. And they seem to be really kind of taking that role seriously. And this is just another sign that they kind of take that other stuff seriously, too. And it's not just about owning a baseball team. It's about a responsibility to, to the community into the into the city of Baltimore. So that's that's encouraging to see. Right. So, uh, and, what? And Nestor's not going to want to hear that, but that's encouraging. <laughs> no, no. When's the next game you're going to? Oh, I think. Uh, I I don't know. I got to look it up here. Like, I, I think I marked them on my phone. Um, because, well, if it, if it's not April this week, April thirtieth, I know I'm going. But I might be
2: going to. No, that, that that would be it. Unless you're going this weekend, because this week the Orioles finish out with the Brewers. Two more games against the Brewers. Three games against the Yankees. And then they've got a seven game West Coast road trip. Then they come back to New York for three, and they're not back in in Baltimore until the 29th. Oh,
1: yes. Yes. So my next game so, is going the 30th and then May 2nd. Yeah. Oh, back to back. Well, a day in there between. Yeah. Yeah. A Saturday and a Monday. All right.
2: Any chance you got the same type of crowd on the 30th that you have tonight, had today?
1: Oh, sure. I, I think. If, I tell you what, I think so. If if the Orioles do don't lose another game now <laughs> and May thirtieth and bring Adley Rushman up. 30th And bring Rutchman up, then I think Yeah, I forget. I already I already forget. When did I have when did we have Rushman coming up? Uh, I don't On know. Friday. I have I have to uh I Friday against the Royals. When when is the Royals? I remember because I wanted a Bobby Witt Junior verse. Uh that would be May seventh. That would be the following.
2: Yeah. Let's see. Here's our predictions. You predict Adley for May sixth? I don't have Adley coming up until June 16th. Okay. I have D.L. Hall p- coming up on May 1st to make that Sunday game. Right. Um, and you have him on May 20th. I have Grayson Rodriguez on June 4th, only because I up to you and you went with the Friday night June 3rd. Those are our predictions that we're standing by.
1: Yeah. Also, just to update a previous comment you made on the show about how Tampa Bay has such good pitching, and that's why. I know they got the blown. Time. They got blown out today. I just, I just turned it, I just looked at it. It's thirteen to two right now. All right, it was nine 0 <laughs> yeah, in the fifth. The Athletics have scored thirteen runs. Yeah, and they're still going in the ninth. So,
2: well, yeah, one of those was the grand slam. They got a grand slam today. I saw that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, our dad threw out the question, Josh. What are your thoughts on this? Just kind of real quick as a wrap up, the who has more wins about it the end of the year? The Nats or the Orioles? What do you think about that question?
2: Um I am honestly not familiar enough with the Nats situations this year. I, right. I did watch the Fr- I did watch part of Friday night's game because I was curious about the Apple TV broadcasts. You see Buck? I saw come out. I saw Buck come uh, out of that, yeah, that the I, game where they threw out. Come on, we love Buck. Sure. We love yeah. Buck. We love That he's a player's coach. So, of course, he's going to go out there when your player gets hit in the face. Yeah.
1: I think they're actually in in, 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 a similar situation where we have the, the, you know, the Rays and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. I mean, they have – the Nats have the Braves. Yeah. Nats, Phillies. Nats who have the biggest payroll. Yep. Miami who always kind of – who I feel like is a young kind of growing team. And the Phillies who've spent a lot of money. And so I feel like they're similar to us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but
2: no, no, I think um, I think the Nats will still have more wins. I don't. Know. I think the Orioles will have more wins. than the Nats. I I got really demoralized after the Orioles that are going 0 and 3 and being the only team to go 0 and 3. But I have to remind myself that whatever I predicted, those 70 wins or 60, 72 wins, I think I predicted, that uh, most of those are going to be coming after June. That I'm waiting for Adley and Grayson and DL Hall and maybe even Gunnar Henderson later this year and um, company.
1: Oh yeah, yo Josh, don't be seven, zero, one team. So look, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven other teams that are one and three with 3? one win. Awesome. Yeah, with that have one win. All right, so we got, we're there.
2: We're moving up the rankings, so we yeah, won't be at the bottom of the power
1: up. rankings. Yeah. All right, that sounds we're awesome. We're still just two and a half games out of the division. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna gain a half a game actually because Tampa Bay will lose today. Yeah, they'll so lose. Will just be two games after tonight. All right, that works so for me. Don't give up All right, yet. Let's go O's That's right. We're gonna sweep Milwaukee and then we'll be back in this thing. I thought Milwaukee had a good team. Remember, I told you June is when things get interesting. Right. No, I mean Milwaukee has a good team. They they were good last year. I, I don't think they did anything this off season. Like they they did almost nothing this off season. Um, and they're off to what they're one and three now, so they're off to kind of a rough start. Um, but yeah, they, they're they supposed to have good start in pitching. Um, they did bring McCutcheon, it was fun to see McCutcheon. Oh, yeah, start
2: off McCutcheon the game. There.
1: I didn't, yeah, that was fun. I think an, an interesting storyline for them is is Yellick um, had a down year last year. So I think everyone's expecting him to have a bounce back this year, and a lot of their hopes and dreams are on if Yellick can come back and have a bounce back year.
2: Yeah. I'd say if you're free on uh, Wednesday, if anyone's free on Wednesday, I'd go get tickets. Go on down there and see John Means. Yeah. Because he looked excellent on opening day uh, in Tampa. So go see him, support
1: him in Baltimore.
2: That'd be a fun night to go out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, hey, listen, if we can somehow get a win tomorrow, then have John Means throw on a Wednesday, now we're, not, yeah. now we're cooking. Oh, yeah. Now
2: we're cooking. Yeah, you call that a winning streak. Yeah, yeah.
1: Though I would not, if I was a betting man, I'd not put my money on tomorrow. I would save my <laughs> money for a John Means game. <laughs> no,
2: I would not on tomorrow. Yeah. But I'd be tempted Maybe to put some money on Wednesday. I haven't looked at my bookie lately for the Orioles. I was burned too much in football season.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm out of my bookie too. I thought it'd be, I was thinking about it. It might be an interesting experiment. I don't. I haven't done it recently, but um, if, like, what if you just bet Orioles John Mean games? Like, would you come out ahead? Because even John Means, they're plus 120, plus 130 maybe, maybe yeah. plus 140. Even John Means starts. If you just played John Means starts the whole season, would you come out ahead? Uh, John Means starts like – And maybe you like throw in me- John Means and Bruce Zimmerman starts now
2: too. I don't, <laughs> don't, put Bruce, don't put Bruce Zimmerman in the same book as zero John runs, Means. Josh, zero runs. I know. I get it. It's impressive. And he was good last year for a little bit before he got hurt. I know. I know. Great spring training. All right. Fine. Let's see what he does. Give me – all right. A week from now, if Zimmerman still has no runs, yeah. then maybe we can talk.
1: I I even... if you, the, the, the Matt Stroke confidence meter for starting pitchers, John Means I'm most confident in. Bruce Zimmerman is the, who I have the second most confidence in in our starting rotation, according to the Matt Stroke confidence meter. <laughs> that doesn't say much. Well, No. Like, so so you, have, here, you have more. Here, right? You feel... a bunch of guys that if they were here, they would have more count. But no, as far as in our starting rotation, it's Means number one and, and Zimmerman number two. You see
2: Zimmerman drank a bunch of Red Bull today to get ready and then had trouble keeping it down. No, really? <laughs> yeah, I saw something on TV where Zimmerman was like a lot of vomiting before in pregame jitters. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's like the grounds crew had to clean up and stuff. Oh,
1: I mean, it's it's a hometown. He's a hometown kid. I know.
2: I'd rather up too. I know. You know, he's the only. Uh, Mar- he's the second Maryland native to pitch in uh, Camden Yards. That can't be true. To, or to start a game for the Orioles in Camden yeah. Yards. Yep. You know,
1: Home or away. Yeah. That's wild to me. Who's the other one? Steve Johnson. Oh sure. But Dave Johnson wasn't. A Dave
2: Johnson yeah. didn't. Dave Johnson didn't picking pitching Camden Yards. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking for the Orioles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No,
2: all you know, At all Camden the yard. all the history stuff in these pregame notes was all uh, history. And uh, yeah. You get the pregame notes. Yeah, it's awesome. You don't get the pregame notes. No. Can you send me the pregame yeah. notes next time? Here's here's a fun game. Anyone can get the pregame notes. I get okay. them for Birdland tonight, which I'll talk to you about in a minute. How do I get the pregame notes? Uh, I'll send you the link. All right, but um. What's fun about the pregame notes is I'll download them on my iPad, and I'll mark some stuff that I find that's interesting. And then it's like playing bingo. I watch for when Kevin Brown's going to read this thing that's in my game notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's like four pages they give for every game, and it's everyone's stats. Like, you need to have these. It's Oriole game notes. Um, If you guys want them, send me a message, and I'll send you the link. Right. but, uh yeah, it's definitely something that you got you should have. It helps me out a lot, like for instance, I haven't recorded a Birdland Tonight today. Um, day games make it tough on my schedule, and I'm still pushing out Birdland tonight, but it may just be me a lot, and then maybe I'll grab guys randomly, okay. but I still think there's this hole for a quick post game show for people out of towners like me who lose the feed as soon as as soon as the game ends. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. It's probably just going to be a lot of me. I just traveled this weekend, and today was tough with the early start, so I'll definitely be up tomorrow night doing it. Um, But, like, here's the type of notes. Hometown kid, Maryland native, left-hand pitcher Bruce Zimmerman, will tow the rubber for Baltimore to become the fourth Maryland-born hurler to start a home opener in orange and black. Joining Steve Barber in 64 and 65, Tom Phoebus in 68, Dave Johnson in 1990. He will become the first Maryland-born pitcher to start the home opener at Oriole Park in Camden Yards' 30-year history. He will join Steve Johnson Johnson as the only Maryland-born starting pitcher to earn a win at Oriole Park at Camden Yards with his victory on June 1st in 21 versus Minnesota. Um,
1: As a reliever,
2: uh, Oh, it's Bruce more. Zimmerman, by the way, did
1: not get the win for today's game, which is kind of BS because he only threw four innings, even though he threw the most innings. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. The so then one guy who pitches one inning gets it. Yeah, I don't really – the win stat for these bullpen games, it gets weird. But okay. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman's three
2: career wins at Oriole Park is tied for the second most by a Maryland native at the ballpark, behind Steve Johnson with five wins at Camden Yards. Yeah, I was at Steve
1: Johnson's first game. Mm-hmm.
2: But doesn't that it's you can see as I'm reading this that it's like the exact same stuff that Kevin Brown will say. Yeah. Randomly yeah. in the game. Like uh, right hand pitcher Felix Batista made his major league debut in yesterday's game at twenty six years, two hundred and ninety five days old, becoming the first player to make his major league debut for the Baltimore this season. Batista had his contract selected from the forty man roster on November nineteenth, twenty twenty one, and appeared on his first career opening day roster this season. Yeah. So I'll send you yeah. these game notes. They're a lot of yeah, fun. I send those game notes. But you'll see, yeah, I, random, I mark, mark them up. I highlight out there. what I find interesting, yeah. and I steal. And it's all, it's an awesome thing that nobody knows about that the Orioles do, and they put those game notes out for all of media, whether it's Kevin Brown in the broadcast, Scott Carceau and Jeff Arnold on the radio, uh, or a lowly me doing a podcast. Yeah. They still open it up to me for Birdland tonight. Yeah, it's cool then. That... So. All right. Cool. Ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. I'm so glad baseball season's here. To see, yeah, to you, watch you four gotta... games,
1: it's been unbelievable. Yeah, and the thing we you forget the thing that just I love so much about baseball is the everyday, right? It's like, every day, every day, like every day. I, like it's not like Ravens you get pumped up and then it's, it's, you got to wait a week and then oh man, Friday starting Saturday. No, like this is like. Every day, and even if the game sucks on Sunday, and the game did suck on Sunday, today's a freaking brand new day, yeah. And today was a lot better than Sunday, and all of a sudden things are good again. No, when I I pulled the every day of baseball, when I pulled out the schedule first a few minutes ago,
2: first thing I noticed is like, oh, there's no game on Thursday, that sucks. Because what makes baseball great is that every day, it's always in the background, it's always there.
1: Love it, even if you had a, a bad loss or a bad three losses <laughs> to start the season, that the next day uh, you can get back at it and forget about it. And there's new storylines and, and new things to watch for. And, yeah, it's love the every day. Yeah.
2: So I can't wait. We'll talk about it next week. This was the four games where we had plenty to talk about. Can't wait to yeah. see what this team looks like a week from now.
1: Yep, yep.
2: did it even get to the personal stuff, Josh. Maybe next week. No, I, I, we got lots of personal stuff. Yeah. Hit me. You know what? I may, all right, here do you go with some personal stuff, go subscribe yes. to Birdland tonight because I'm either going to do a show tonight that will come out as podcast form only, right. or I'm going to do Birdland tonight tomorrow, live after the game, and I'll tell yeah. you about my hotel in Tampa Bay.
1: Oh, yeah. We never got to hotel talk.
2: Um, you could also get a sneak peek on my Twitter yeah. as I, I got some response on Twitter from days in. Oh, <laughs> so, um But...
1: We'll, we'll save that for another episode. Let me just ask you real quick, Josh. Was it worse, worse. Ho- in worse worse. the hotel worse. than we stayed at? <laughs> Super, <New> <laughs> <the off>. yes. <laughs> Super Bowl? Yeah, Super Bowl. Where we had to jerry-rig a door, a, a,
2: a chair to the door. Just and had to, feel safe and and to it. T- yeah. hit the TV to make it turn on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was comparable. And it, it was, it was, I, I <laughs> there was a murder at my hotel. Not I while I was there. I'll, here, I'll give you the Cliff Notes, real fast, yeah. right, real fast. and you can tell me. Okay. I, I I know we've gone over an hour, but we got uh, real quick. I'll just rattle stuff off. Uh, dirty towels underneath of the bed, like from previous guests. Right, that's gross. That's um, enough to say, okay. <laughs> um, telephone and lamps that were on the tables, but there's no plugs or outlets in the wall to plug them in. They were just fake decorations. Okay. a murder that happened in the parking lot a couple uh, month earlier Okay. How,
1: how do you know about the murder? <laughs>
2: because I googled the hotel and there? it was the first thing that came up no okay. right, and here's how this is why we googled and found the murder because the wall had one color paint and it had a different color paint that looked like it was covering up blood spots or something mm. and smears all over the walls I'm guessing when you googled it it didn't get five stars and, and stains on the floor yeah. Um what else? Um and this is a day's in this is a days in. It's not some random motel owned by some the uh when I can't open when I got up in the morning and opened up the bathroom door, all the roaches ran away. Mm, yeah. Um the air conditioner broke and said it needed freon, so it was just hot in Florida weather. Mm. Um and here's yeah, the like disaster. here's the picture. I posted on Twitter because I think it exemplifies everything about this hotel yeah, the, the, the TV remote Was barely held together with band-aids Literally band-aids and not just normal band-aids but wart band-aids it had the little hole in that Where you put for the wart
1: not even t- duct tape or <laughs> no, something not tape, a- electrical, tape
2: electrical tape and no, not really there. put together Yeah, so that's insane. It's <laughs> so the hotel for the Super Bowl yeah. was crazy. Yeah. And we had to put stuff up against the door and stuff so the door would stay shut. Yeah. This was a different, this was more disgusting. Yeah. Did, was Days In, at Days In on Twitter, helpful? Uh, yes and no. They okay. were until they put me in touch with the local people, and the local people were not as helpful. Uh, yeah. They are sending me a refund, though. And I got out of there after the first day and went and stayed at a Holiday Inn. Yeah. The Holiday Inn was great. Okay, good to so, know. Yeah. Also, don't go to Joey D's pizza shop or something like that because I'm pretty sure I got food poisoning from Joey D's. Okay. Maybe you just have a weak stomach. Uh, we both had
1: food poisoning from Joey D's. All right, there you go. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's that's, that's, your, the clip, uh, that's my
2: clip notes of personal trip to notes. Tampa.
1: All right, your Tampa review. Yep. All right. Also, but, if you but, do stay at the Holiday Inn, use the code SECTION336. No, go
2: ahead. But all that to say... That when the Orioles are back in Tampa, I think it's in August. I'll be there because Good for you. because Grayson Rodriguez, Deal Hall, and Lee should be back up there, and I need to go see those guys. Yeah, hope, hopefully they'll be, they'll be there. So as much of a dump it is, it's the closest place for me to see the Orioles, and uh, hopefully the schedule balances out next year because I'd much rather go to Atlanta or Miami to, than Tampa to see ball games. Yeah also if anyone wants to send me some of their uh, miles or something, southwest miles get me up to Baltimore, I gotta get to Camden Yard soon too alright, there, there, there you go there you go, coconuts that's what Patreon's
1: for Yep, support, dot 336com yep, click Patreon support the show while you're at it you can follow us on Facebook and yep. follow us on Twitter if, at you, if you don't
2: have Patreon we also take PayPals for one time donations you know, if you want to yeah. just buy me a plane ticket, PayPal. There you go. We, we won't turn it down. Yep. Um, also, we'll if you about- want to help out with Birdland Tonight, reach out to me. Sorry to keep interrupting you.
1: <laughs> no, go go ahead. Yeah, if you want to do Birdland Tonight, reach out. Josh, I'll do one show a week
2: or something. I, I know I know you will. I got you All right. down. All right, We're going to get it rolling out. I think it's an important need to, because you get to have that 15, 20-minute conversation about that one game, which is way different than what we do here every week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, in the in the four games, there's a lot to talk. I mentioned the you know the Trey Mancini hit that was robbed, with the, I mean there's there a bunch of those little there's 20 of those little small moments yep. that we could have talked about and broke down. But Correct. It's not the nature of the show. It's a once a week show. Yep. Yeah, all, right. all right,
2: wrap it up. I will not interrupt you.
1: All right, you can follow all our takes on Twitter. You can follow me at section three three six. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roca. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.